go give everyone you know in his ethnic kiss. The Black Sitcom Podcast Show. Sit down, relax, and go with the flow. It's ethnic kiss. The Black Sitcom Podcast Show. Black shows the man is canceled. They didn't give him a chance, no. Brick and Deshaun are holding it down. They'll take these shows out of the lost and found. Run, go get everyone you know. It's Ethnic Kiss. The Black Sitcom Podcast Show. Sit down, relax, and go with the flow. It's Ethnic Kiss. The Black Sitcom Podcast Show. Ethnic Kiss. What's up, kinfolk? This is your main man, Greg Jackson, here for another illustrious episode of Ethnic Kiss, the Black Sitcom Podcast Show. Oh, yeah. I'm joined, as always, with Mr. Hot Butter Soul himself, DB. How you doing, brother? How's it going, Brickleton? Man, I'm feeling good, feeling good. So I just want to address something real quick. This is not what this show is about, but I just want to uh, put this out there. This is our first recording since the presidential election. Mm -hmm. So, Congratulations to President-elect Joe Biden and Vice Presidential-elect. I don't know, but but somebody don't think that's true. Well, we're not talking about your fa- future father-in-law, DB. We're talking. About- <laughs> I gotta stay on the good side. I gotta stay on his good side. Yeah, DB has the total on, man. He's he's got a um, he's got, he's got. See, his difference is I moved to LA to get away from partly to get away from all the BS that happens in the South. Oh uh, yeah. DB's immersed in it, and I made the uh. time of hopping on DB's. Uh, it was right after some of the protests and the looting took place actually in Fayetteville, North Carolina, where DB is and where I'm from. Yeah. And I said something in there in the comment section that he and I ended up having a really good conversation. But yeah. People were, of course, like, they, they weren't coarse or anything like that. They were just like, we got your back, DB. Uh, I'm like, okay. Uh, like, th- thank yeah. you, but we're cool. This is just between <laughs> me and him. Like, I get what you're saying, DB. It's like, uh huh. Like, I've done the best. I've rid myself, my social media. I wanted to all. delete. I, yeah, I kind of wanted to delete all that because I was like, <laughs> oh my god, come, you know, you're, you're you're thinking way too into this. <laughs> okay, yeah. this is between me and my bro, like, <laughs> like legit combo. Like, it's yeah about our different opinions about. Yeah. But and it wasn't even really a difference of opinion; it was a difference of approach. Yeah, uh, yeah. We talk about like a little history here. DB and I have been best friends, brothers, close friends, whatever you want to call us, since two thousand and like seven, six yeah. or seven. Yeah. And as many of you know, who are adults that are in this age range, you know that it's hard to keep friendships going. Yeah. Long people move, things reshape. People get married, have kids, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We were friends for you know 14, 15 years. I can yeah. in a certain way that that he, he understands what I'm saying. I understand. Now, granted, it wasn't a private conversation; it was a public forum. But still, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that dilutes for the point. The point is, is that we wanted to just say uh, congratulations to Biden Harris campaign. Um, it was hard fought race, a close race. Um, yeah. But 
more importantly, is is great to acknowledge because of the the nature of this podcast. Where we today we're going to talk about a show that was the first to do something. Yeah. To um, future Vice President Harris for being the first woman, the first black woman, the first um, Emma, uh, child of immigrants, I believe. Yes. Yes. Well, she she's she checked so many first boxes. Yes. Indian. Yeah. Your first. An Indian American um, to be vice president of the United States of America. And that kind of sentence and takes us straight to what we're going to talk about today with my, uh, a, a classic sitcom. This is my first one that I will say we covered that is a classic. I will say it is a classic. I, I will say it was a classic. There's so this, many of us, of us black kids that remember this. I don't know many people that did not love this Yes. Show the show when it was on the air. And it's hard to believe it only lasted 13 episodes. Crazy. Because they we ran that show to death for the next, at least the next 10 years. Yes, they did. Yeah. Seen it on a regular basis. So the first, the show we're going to talk about was the first show on Nickelodeon to star black actors and center around black characters, including a black family. And that seminal classic Nickelodeon sitcom my brother and me. Like, even when that intro comes on, I'm immediately transported. I was taken back. I was like, oh. Oh, my gosh, dude. It hit, it, it, it hit me. A di- it hit different. <laughs> I think when the show premiered, I was like eight. So I was the same age, like I was right between the ages, mm-hmm. um, right between the ages of Alfie and Dee Dee. So like, mm-hmm. you know, and I had a little brother who was a couple years younger than me. Same, same. Right. And me and my brother, I remember watching the show, me and my little brother. Um, he was, you know, he was four or five when the show premiered, but I remember this show just warms my heart. Yeah. It warms my heart. So um, one of the things that we do at the end of every episode is ask DB what he thinks the next show um, is going to be about based off of the title alone, because some of these shows he hadn't seen, but of course, mm-hmm. Brother Me is a classic, and he's seen every episode pretty sure when it first came out, just like I did. But, D.B., do you remember exactly what you said? Uh, yeah. I think, what did you do last time? What, what, I, what I said was I updated it to current mm-hmm. times, that it was basically <laughs> about a blended family. Gotcha, gotcha. Yes, I remember that now. I remember that. Um, yeah, so but let's get into this, man. Let's get into Yeah, let's dive in. I let's, get into my and me. <laughs> oh, let's get into my brother and me. So my brother and me was a show that ran from 1994 to 1995. And it was about a guy of uh, two brothers. Um, I don't know if any, I don't know if Alfie was the my brother and Dee Dee was the me or they, it was just a general title for each one. Um, but the show just follows two brothers who live in a family um, in North Carolina and it's their misadventure. Um, It it was almost like in a weird way, like a precursor to Ken and Kel. Yeah. Or brothers instead of just two best friends. Um, But yeah, the show wasn't, it wasn't really about anything, but the, what those two brothers did. Um, So to um, talk about who's in it real quick, before we get deep into the, the pilot episode that we watched, um, the core of the cast was Arthur Arthur Ed, Arthur Reggie the Third, who played Alfie. Um, before this, he had done a couple shows, made a couple guest appearances. 
he appeared on the episode of Martin at one point and um he had popped in. That was pretty much his more prominent one. Yeah. To Cooper and he did like an episode of In Living Color. This is a small part. Um Ralph Woolfork the fourth played. Yeah, yeah, what is up with the names? Like, <laughs> Jeez, man, these names are hard. Um, Ralph, it's gonna get harder. Ralph Wilfork the fourth played D.D. Parker, who was the younger brother of the two, and he didn't have a credit before this, so this was his first ever role. Um, Jimmy Lee Newman played Goo, the best friend of Alfie. Um, I, got, I got some thoughts about Goo too. We definitely got to talk about Goo. Um, he had before this done a couple small parts. Um, he appeared on Boys in, he was in Boys in the Hood. Mm-hmm. I can't remember where he was, but I think he was one of the kids. Yes. Early scene. Um, and then he had popped in on shows, uh, China Beach. He did an episode of, uh, some big episodes though, um, big shows, Murphy Brown and Home Improvement before getting My Brother and Me. Um, they had a sister, an older sister, which is always great to have in a show with brothers because you need a sister that kind of offset everything. Yes. Played by Aisling Sistrunk. Strunk. Sistrunk. The names, man. The names. Um, she played Melanie Parker, and this was actually her first credit as well. Um, the mother was played by Karen E. Fraction, uh, Jennifer Parker. She, like many adults in these kids sitcoms, had just been kind of bouncing around for a little while. Mm-hmm. So she just did a episode of Swamp Thing and then Welcome the Show Called but nothing more than that. And the father was played by Roger Parker. Uh, I'm sorry, it was played by Jim R. Coleman. He played Roger Parker. This dude is a veteran of television. Um, early on in his career before this, he had made just a quick guest appearance on Full House, but um, nothing else before that. So this is interesting because this cast was pretty much unknown. Like, yeah, he done much work before this. Yeah. Which is different than the shows we've covered where we've covered people who've done big roles and have been on television. But in this case, it's all new folk. Yeah, just brand new. <laughs> yeah, which I think added to kind of the uniqueness of the show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everybody, there's no big star of the show. It was more of an ensemble. I would argue after seeing all of the episodes as a kid and watch, rerunning and rewatching them, I even rewatched My Brother and Me recently during this pandemic, um, is how instrumental the kids' friends were. So it really... Yes. Yeah, so... Yeah, yeah, the, the two uh, brothers were the clear leads. Yeah, they were the clear leads, but, you know, everything revolved around... Essentially, if you want to think about it, if you are a fan of, like, Kenan and Kelly, say you've never seen My Brother and Me, you think Kenan and Kel, I can describe Kenan and Kel, two friends always getting into something, the adults find out what's going on and catch them, and they have to try to figure out how they can get out of it or something like that. So, and that's also actually what the episode was about. So we watched the pilot episode. It's... Mm-hmm. Something different on YouTube than it is on IMDb. I believe on IMDb they call it the charity, mm-hmm. but I think in the episode we watched it was called something else. But the episode was about the the mother of the family was holding a carnival, a charitable carnival that the kids were forced to volunteer for, yeah. and they find out at the same time that NBA star Kendall Gill was doing a signing at the local. Um, this was the local kids hangout. Yep. And they decided they're going to sneak off to go do that. And, of course, hijinks ensue. Hijinks ensue. Hijinks ensue. So they they sneak off. And as it turns out, their father, who is a sports reporter, was assigned to go interview Kendall Gill at this signing. And now the kids have to figure out how to not get caught. 
still get the signing and then go back to the charity event to help their mother out. That's the first episode. Pretty, pretty much, that's it. First episode. <laughs> Simple. So I know, DB, you got thoughts. I'd love to hear your thoughts and see if they counter my thoughts. Okay. Well, just number one, uh, the thing about this show, I have to give credit. You know, I love a great side character. I love a great supporting character. And Goop, Goop, Goop. <laughs> goop, Goop, Goop. Let me tell you, he acts circles around every other person on this show. Like, when I say he plays his character so perfectly, and, like, I'm legitimately laughing at everything he's saying. Like, he had the spinoff potential. If there was anybody that had the spinoff potential. I can see a show on Nickelodeon just called Goo. Yeah, I could see, like, tremendous. And I just love uh, love him working with the um, with the sister, it just, yeah. it just, it's just every little thing. It's just so perfect. He's the, yeah. he's the anti Kimmy Gibbler, <laughs> yeah. essentially. He's the anti Kimmy Gibbler, you know, because every show in the '90s sitcoms had to have that next door neighbor. Yep. Yeah. That annoying friend of one of the kids, yep. or something like that. That always came in, or if it's an adult sitcom, they even had. Yeah. It, you know? Friends basically was that. With, yep. know, going over to the, Joey was that kind of character. Kramer was that character on Seinfeld. Kimmy Gibbler. Yeah. Miracle. That was Goo. You know, I, I made a note that I thought was interesting about Goo. First off, I thought I was Goo. Watching it, I was like, that was me when I was a kid. I was Goo. I, I wasn't Dee Dee and I wasn't Alfred. I was Alfie. I was I was I was Goo. Um, but another thing, you know, it's I'm a classic sitcom fan as well. Yeah. Well, loving, loving, loving Leave It to Beaver. He's the black Eddie Haskell. Yep. <laughs> so because he's nice to the parents. Yes. Mischief is when they turn their backs. That yes. Was- so he is the black Eddie Haskell. Um, another thing, uh, one of the things I really um, in thought was, uh, so most of my notes, honestly, are just funny little criticisms of the yeah. show. Because I love the show so much, I, I, I ended up just picking out things that I thought was weird that I didn't, that I thought was weird. Yes. Um, one of the things is that I thought, and I hate to say this, man, but Alfie was a horrible actor. Oh my God. Thank you. Okay, okay, okay. Oh See, it's the yell acting. Yes. The yell. Man, you talking crazy. Or like, why you why you gotta react that way? It, like it's they yell. They gotta yell their lines. And like that was the thing. That's why I say Goo was so good, because mm-hmm. he never like accentu- over accentuated his acting style. Whereas yeah. all the uh, rest of the kids they had to make sure that they said every line correctly while also trying to sound cool and loud, yeah. like with everything. Kid acting back in the 90s, especially with Nickelodeon, it was tough. Like, you can go back and watch all yeah. that. It is just like, I can't believe. Yeah. I thought it was hilarious, but it worked. So yeah. then it just doesn't, at 34 years old, watching Alfie now. Yeah. Ooh, he wasn't good, and he was the and he was the lead character. Like I would say, he he and Dee Dee were the lead characters, so yeah. it's tough because you have to hear their lines. Like mm-hmm. primarily, the stories are based around what they're what they're dealing with because it's right, my brother right. and me. It's about them, so you have to deal with it, and it's rough. It was, but it even was- I'm, I'm sorry, I, I didn't even have to say the parents were weak. Like they were so mid with their acting. Yeah. Uh, and then I felt like the sister, her, it was so dry. Like she had the more dry style and they try to give her sly lines while her friend was more of the, um, 
you know, more the entertaining one. Right. I would have, I would have to say the, the, the Friends provided probably more genuine, like, funnier moments to me than maybe yes. characters did. But again, we, we always got a preference. We watched the pilot. Yes. In the pilot, Alfie might have been bad, but I don't remember him being that bad throughout the series. It was about the same. I, I, you know, Brick. I decided to be like you, and I watched some more episodes too. It's the same. It's the same. It does not change. <laughs> okay, change. I, I, I try, okay. Apparently, Arthur Reggie would never be a guest on this podcast. I'm uh, so, give him some credit. He should, he should come and defend himself. Okay, <laughs> stand up for yourself, Reggie. <laughs> um. um another thing I pointed out I thought was funny. This is just a weird observation. For a little kid, like Dee had the broadest shoulders I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> like, was he lifting? Was he lifting weights at like eight years? Yeah. He was so getting cool. cut. He was getting cut offset. <laughs> like he was working it. Like it was offset. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Dee, that, that's one thing that caught me. Um, uh, it's it's the '90s, so you know you gotta have um a Michael Jackson joke. Yep. And that who are those guys with that's Michael Jackson? He looks different. You had to have that kind of a joke. I thought it was weird. This is a weird observation that I think only myself would probably make. I love that they use 90s style. Yeah. But the jerseys yeah. and the teams were all over the place. Now this took this takes place in Charlotte, North Carolina. But there I saw Raiders, I saw Boston gear. I saw now, of course, it was shot in, I think it was shot in Florida, because I think that's yeah. where they were shooting the shows at the time. But they had jerseys and and stuff like that from all over the place. Now I kind of get it now that I say it out loud because Charlotte only had the Hornets at that time. Mm-hmm. It wasn't you know because we're both from North Carolina, so there wasn't at that time you know. But Tar Heels, Duke, NC State, like I would have gone that route maybe. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I did think it was cool though that the dad wore North Carolina Central. Central um, North Carolina Central is a historically black college university in North Carolina. I have friends who went there who I love dearly. Yep. Um, I love that he was wearing that hat for HBCU because that was a big thing back in the nineties. Uh, they did it a lot on uh, fresh Prince did it, you know, Martin did it. There's a lot, there's like a compilation video showing all of the um, different sitcom characters wearing HBCU gear. So I love that he was wearing central, the dad was. Uh, let's see. Um, I will say this though, it was nice because the 90s, no matter what sitcom, whether it's a black sitcom or a non black sitcom, they had both parents, yes. Oh, like tremendous, like both parents in a loving relationship, yes. Because if y'all remember thinking about sitcoms back in the 90s, start thinking about family sitcoms, there were so many of them that did not have a mother and a father, yeah, exclude the 80s because the 80s picked up on that trend once the show started. But you go into the 90s, smart guy, full house. Um, I can name so many more because there was just such an emphasis, it seemed, on a lot of shows not having a mother and a father. Somebody somebody had to be a widow. Yeah. And I love the fact they had both parents. It's, it, I feel like the, the trope is that they want to show struggle. They want to show um, a close family unit unit and having to deal with certain problems so that's why they would tend to get rid of one of the parents or have one of the parents be like a widow or widower you know to hopefully lead to comedy moments but also ground them in a little sadness right weird Uh, but then again that's how hollywood is 
obsessed well, with making people sad in some cases. I always think it's interesting too whenever they do sitcoms like for example like Full House yeah. where the baby's like an infant so yeah. like just died. Like, she just died not long ago. <laughs> just died. And they have to do the show the sitcom and carry on as if that character like everyone seems completely healed. Yeah. The fact, And then it's like I think it was like one time this season they would like have one of those moments where they would like reflect on the mm-hmm. but in like full house, like okay, Jesse sister that was his sister. She's dead. The wife is dead. The mother of your and like the oldest kids are old enough to remember their mother. The baby yeah. Michelle wouldn't. Have, but it's like I always find it weird when a series starts and it started right after the death of them. Like literally, because yep. Michelle was a couple months old on Full House. I always thought that was interesting when I think about the show. Like, the same same thing with Full Well. Fuller House, I think they had a little bit more of a, a little more time frame, a little, little break in between, you know, when her husband passed, you know, yeah. the same premise. Yeah, uh, I, think the, I think the little baby on Fuller House was probably not a year yet, but it was yeah. older, older, definitely. So I thought that was cool that uh, you, you had two, and they had obviously played off each other. The dad's a little bit silly, the mom's, you know, level headed. It's the typical sitcom structure. Mm-hmm. Um, Couple things I thought were weird. Uh, the weird, I forgot about that internal monologue things that they did. Random. It did make it just so random. Where it just I, like, I forgot about that almost. Yeah, I don't. I didn't. Re- I, I seriously, I didn't remember that. I didn't remember the sister. So, so those two. <laughs> <laughs> so those were two things. <laughs> I was like, oh crap! Okay, it's one thing to it's one thing, DB, to not remember. A small thing like internal monologue. You forgot an entire character. <laughs> I forgot they had a sister. I seriously forgot that. <laughs> well, it wasn't called, well, it wasn't called. it wasn't called my brother and my sister and me. <laughs> yeah, I seriously forgot. I thought they were just two kids. I was like, whoa, hold up. There's another character. <laughs> oh, no. hey, can, I, can I mention one more weird thing? Go ahead. That damn toothbrush in their room, like it was, bl- it was messing with me. There was t- I don't remember the toothbrush. In There's the a toothbrush in their room. It's like a large toothbrush. You did not. not- I, was- I gotta go back and look at the episode. I didn't. I don't remember that. Oh my god! It's in their bedroom. I don't know how I missed that. What is the, what is the significance of a large tooth? Like, if like <laughs> their dad was like a, if that was a dentist, <laughs> he was a sports reporter. It made uh, it was bugging me. Like, like oh why god. is there a large toothbrush in their bedroom? Oh you, my god! I go back and look at it. <laughs> I gotta go back and look at that. Um, I want to meet Uncle Pork. Oh yeah, yeah. That was really cool. But I don't think he, that he was ever brought up again. I would have loved no. him. Yeah, I can see like Jay Anthony or somebody like that coming in. This is crazy character playing Uncle Pork. Um, the, so as we know, the cast is based mainly of unknowns. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, we're going to get into what happened to these actors after the show. But I love seeing a young Amanda Seals and a young Kim Whitley on the show. That was fun. Um, Kim Whitley played the, I guess you consider her the owner or the manager of yep. Hangout. She was nonsense. She didn't play with the kids. She was so funny. She's so funny. Like, yeah. like there's nothing that that woman is not funny in. Like, that is a a phenomenal just character actor actor that's acted for uh, still acting today. 
Yeah. Yeah. She pops up randomly. Um, Yeah. She's a random, like you're watching something and oh snap, there's Kim Whitley. Um, She's actually, actually was in the same room with her. um, What? At a a screening. And I was so tempted to go speak to her, but it was, it's weird. LA's weird with that kind of stuff. (laughs) Just random (laughs) pop-ups. And and then Amanda Seals, who is now like, and she's a comedian now. Yes, like let me tell you, it blew my mind because it, it was it was bugging me. I was like, "Who is that?" She just hosted the BET Awards. Like, yeah, it's, it's crazy the, the yeah. same journey. Now she's very vocal on Twitter, you know, especially with uh, black issues and the mm-hmm. way that we're treated. And like, let me tell you, you yeah, can man. tell from that character that this was going to be her future. <laughs> she don't play. She play Instagram. Same thing. I don't really follow on Twitter. Yeah. I follow on Instagram and yeah. She and she'll hop in the comment section quick yep. and tell you about yourself. Yep. Um, I'm not blocked by Amanda Seals yet. Please don't block me. <laughs> don't block us. We love you. I've never we said anything you. about you. Love you, girl. Um, yeah, yeah, yes. yes, queen. <laughs> yes, yes, queen. Yes, queen. Uh, she's actually also the host of the Keenan Thompson show, Bring the Funny. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I'll say this, man. Absolutely. It, it might not resonate with kids like like maybe our age when the show was on us, so like eight, nine-year-olds. It might not resonate with them now. But the significance of this show being the first show on Nickelodeon to go in that direction, I definitely recommend people our age to that don't realize that it's all on YouTube, go look at it. Because it's hard. It's not It's not really shown anymore. Um, mm-hmm. The show's at this point 26 years old. It went off the air 25 years ago. Um, but I would say watch it on YouTube and get that nostalgia. I Don't, don't watch it because it's good or anything. Don't look at it technically. Just watch it because it, it brings back a flood of memories for me. So if you're a fan of that era, I mean, just it's on YouTube. I don't even think I have to sell the show. I'm hoping that, you know, because Nick, Nickelodeon worked out a deal with Netflix, so I'm hoping that they bring a lot of these shows on Netflix, especially that show. Yeah. I think, I think it could uh, open it up to a new audience, especially the ones that are watching Sister Sister, uh, right. one-on-one, yeah, all the shows. Half, yeah. 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 So hopefully Netflix will be the sitcom direction, the sitcom location, and right. my brother and me could be on there. Like, I, again, uh, some of the jokes were like... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, well, CBS, unless it was good. Well, CBS actually has also a deal with uh, Nickelodeon section, yeah. CBS app, and it has Keenan and Kel, all that, mm-hmm. some Nickelodeon shows that we remember. So, yeah, I would definitely, I don't have to sell the show because My Brother and Me is a legendary show. Um, it's unbelievable that it only lasts one season. It was canceled for, okay, only, I feel like this only happens to black shows. It is. It was canceled. For creative differences, not yeah. not because of anything like that, because the producers and uh, creators of the show had a disagreement on the direction. I think it was renewed and then it was canceled, just like mm. changed the entire course of history for Nickelodeon. Luckily, all that came through in Keenan and Kelso. We did have a reprieve, but for the only black show to, oh, well, we're not going to do it anymore because we can't seem to get along and figure out how to do next season. I'm, I you don't hear that regularly non-people of color shows. That's something that insignificant can get the show canceled. Um, that's unfortunate because I think there was some good stuff coming down the line with with them. Yeah. Uh, definitely a show that influenced me. I'd never seen kids my age yeah. on television like that all together in a family. They looked like us. They looked yeah, they looked like us. It was, yeah. And it reminded me of me and my brother, so it was mm. great. So no matter how grammatically incorrect the show is, I say watch it. 
Um, so what happened to these guys afterwards is this is going to be short. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Alfie, um, Arthur Reggie did one episode of Sliders. He was a voice on Seabury and Jamal, which is an, uh, was a great animated show that we're going to cover uh, on a special episode. We will? Yes, we will. Yes. And um, he actually had a decent part in the movie Bullworth. Um, playing one of the little gangster kids, but that was his last acting role. I think I read online uh, not too long ago that he's actually got into music, so I think he's right. more that route. Um, Ralph Wolfork the fourth never did another acting; doesn't have an acting credit. Never did anymore. Interestingly enough, he is a police officer in Atlanta, Georgia. Mm. So try to get pulled over to see if you're going to get pulled over by Officer Wolfork. Um, you know what? Now that now that I hear this name, yeah, that sounds like a cop. <laughs> yeah, let's see. I, I, after I found that out that he was a cop in Atlanta, and I was living in Atlanta, I started looking around. Every time I saw a group of cops, I was like, "Is that DD over there?" Um, Jimmy Newman, who played Goo, um, he did a little bit of work afterwards. He did a quick guest spot on Sister Sister and a show called Sweet Justice, but after that, nothing. He's been out of the game since the 97, 98. Uh, let's actor. see. Aislinn Sistruck, who played the sister, she has not had a single acting credit since My Brother and Me either, so she's not in, apparently not in the acting game anymore. Mm. Father, Jim Coleman, has actually got some pretty good credits to his name. Some small parts in movies like American Gangster, Ant-Man, Paper Towns. Um, he did a stint on The Quad. He is an actor that lives in Atlanta now as well. So Dee Dee and the father actually both live in Atlanta. Star, Nashville, um, Survivor's Remorse. So he's been working pretty steadily since. Um, yeah, he was working steadily before, too. So he just, yeah. his career didn't stop. Yeah, apparently he was familiar with both the characters that played Goo and Alfie. He knew those get out. So um, he encouraged them to audition, and that's how they got in. And the mother, um, Karen Fracture, unfortunately, she passed away in 2007. Um, she. Did a couple episodes of Sequest um, in Walker, Texas Ranger. She popped in on there a couple things. Also in one of the best Nickelodeon shows that was also tragically canceled too soon, Taina. You remember Taina? Oh my God, I love Taina. Not only did I love Taina the show, I loved Taina the, the character. Yes. Christina Badal, who played Taina. I was in love with Taina. 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 <laughs> I know I can't wait to see my name in lights. I'm about to do a special people of color episode we, where we, we cover we, that. We have to. Yeah, I know. That's a black, black show, in my opinion. Board. It's not a black sitcom, but we, we'll, we'll, we'll stretch to. Okay. We'll stretch. I, I know some Latinx friends that would love to talk about Taina. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Then we'll have to get guests for that. Yeah. Have to, we, don't, we don't need to be the ones to over. Yeah. Uh, Taina. Yeah. Amazing job by um, uh, um, her in the show. I thought, I thought she, as the show went on, I thought her character got better, but she passed away um, from breast cancer in 2007. Some of the kids on the show kind of had in and out of careers as well. Of course, we both know Amanda Seals and Kim Whitley went on to have great careers and still have great careers. Um, but all in all, man, it was, it was a great, 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 great show. So that's where are they now on, on in this case. So, My Brother and Me, classic show. Check it out. You have Watch to. Watch it. Mandatory. Watch it. Okay. So, now we get to the point of the show um, where we talk about our next show, which we're going to cover a sitcom called The Big House. Deshaun Byron, what do you think The Big House is about? All right. So, um, when you told me the name was The Big House, I instantly got an amazing idea. So, 
it's it's three prisoners. They break out of jail, and then they basically take a bed and breakfast hostage. Hostage, okay. So uh-huh. now, but they don't want to be found out, so they're pretending they're running it, and the people that that come through are just like random people you know, to, to stay there and everything. And then you got some people that are uh, legit, like stay there that know that they're robbers, uh, but they're, they're, they're okay with it. So comedy ensues with them trying to not be had as they're pretending to be other people. You probably, this is probably the most off you've ever been. The most off you've ever been. That's not what the big house is about. But if you big house is, tune into our next show when we talk about the big house. <laughs> I have been Brick Jackson. Follow me, Instagram, the Brick Jackson. Follow us, Ethnic Kiss Podcast Show on Instagram. Uh, follow, that's it. Don't follow me nowhere else. Deshaun on DB. The DB Greatness on everything. Everything. This has been my episode. My <laughs> keep it in. Keep that in, though. Keep it in. Keep authentic. Um, this has been another awesome episode I don't mean to be braggadocious but I will another awesome episode of Ethnic Kiss the Black Sitcom Podcast Show I'm Greg Jackson I'm DB good night y'all see ya it's Ethnic Kiss the Black Sitcom Podcast Show Ethnic Kiss